everybody. Welcome to episode 117 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Gilberton. Who's digging in ruins today with me? Hippomotamus. Oh, man. Screwed up already. <laughs> Hippopotamus K. Hughes. Good. Uh, my name's Matt. And I'm Dominic. All right. Welcome aboard, guys. Dominic's been on two times. This is your third time on, right? This is my third time. Okay. I've, I've been your Metroid boy, but now I'm here for Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> they both start with M. M-E. Good point. And then Matt is a newcomer. But um, Dominic, where my people might know you from? Uh, I've been around on the uh, Overblood Facebook group. I have a podcast called Dissonant Waves. I've been writing for Tilted Windmill Studios. Uh, I've been in a few places. Okay. Uh, Matt, do you have anything to plug? Not really. I've also, you know, been hanging around the uh, Overblood group for the last decade. And uh, <laughs> if people are really interested, they could find me on Twitch, where I stream uh, sporadically at Meza503. That's M-E-Z-Z-A. Okay. I'm glad I asked. Normally I ask before we start, but that, that didn't happen. So, and, you know, and Michael, where can the people find you? <laughs> Everywhere. If you're listening to this, you already found me. So <laughs> you can find me and Mike doing this a lot. <laughs> hundred and some. God, I'm not even sure how many episodes we've recorded together so far. All right. Um, Mike, since this is your pick, why don't you talk? Why don't you? Why don't you say what we're going to talk about? Man, we're we're killing it today. Uh, we were playing Mega Man Legends, released for the PS1 originally in 1997. God, is that old? Yeah, it's almost 25 years old. It yeah. was this December of 97, to be fair. True. And the 64 almost... version was January 2001. Wow, that late? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, we should say what version, since this game does have two versions, I played the PS1 version on my PC. <clears throat> PC. What version did you guys play? <laughs> I played it on my Vita for the the PS1 Classic version. Okay. I, I uh, oh, so go ahead. I was I did the 64 version, the actual cartridge, and uh, I did the PlayStation One version. Okay. I own this on. I actually bought this on a uh, PS3 digital, which might <laughs> rest in peace here soon, depending on when you hear this. Yeah. yeah. But I I've always been terrified of this game, so I I try. Like I actually I think I want to say a year before the podcast I said I'm gonna beat Mega Man Legends. I started up, I played it, I got to the first boss fight, I turned off my PS3, never went back until this past week. Like the like the, like the tutorial boss fight? Oh uh, no no I'm okay with that part. It's when you get to the into into the city. Yeah okay. And I just I can't do it for some reason. I just could not. I was always terrified because I had a guide to this game. Plus I've seen this game beaten, so I knew everything that was coming up, and I just couldn't do it. I just. I was scared of nothing. <laughs> I would turn off the game every time and just never bothered. Anybody else I mean, have any stupid memories of this game when they first played it? I mean, uh, anxiety is an anxiety thing, you know? I get that. But, like, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, my, my bad. These aren't that hard. It's not that terrible. No. Just, I built it up. Yeah. So it made it I, harder. I rented this game one weekend with a handful of other games, and I couldn't tell you what those games were because I think this is the only one that got played that entire weekend. <laughs> I think I beat it three times in my rental weekend. Wow. It's pretty good. I mean, this game is short, though, if you know what you're doing, or even if you don't know what you're doing, it's not that long. Um, yeah, my, you know, my first playthrough probably took a whole day, well, Friday night into Saturday, and then the second and third playthroughs just took place over Saturday night through Sunday before it got dropped off on Monday. <laughs> That's incredible. I absolutely adored this game when I first picked it up. It's it's still a good game. I mean, yeah. so for those that don't know, it's a third-person action game, which is not what you normally would expect from Mega Man. It's a huge a departure. Open world, in quotations, let's say. And it has a town. You can buy stuff. You can buy upgrades. You can find items throughout the world that then you can use to upgrade Mega Man. Walnut, that is. 
You can also go in dungeons and, and fight things over and over again to earn money. Like, it's a very different style game yeah. than what you would expect. So is Battle Network, for that matter. Mm-hmm. I have Which, never played it yet. But I, I, I think it's weird that people... Ha- I think people have had this negative preconception about Legends because it's so different. But then, like, they play Battle Network and it's fine. Hey, Mike, have you ever played Battle Network? Uh, I beat the first one back when it first came out. And uh, I tried to go back to it, but it's... It's RPG, so it's a time sink. Okay, because hey, because thanks to you, I actually finally played Mega Man Legends. So if you want to put Battle Network on, I'll, I'll gladly knock off more off my list. I mean, I I think they're fun, but let me. But Legends is a much more digestible game for mm-hmm. your purposes. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I was 11 when I played this game, and I think what really this game looks, sounds like, and plays like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yes. And I think that's what really drew me into it. Well, all the characters are so cartoony, too. Like, you have Data, which is a little freaking monkey. That is how you save and get healed. From the whole Bond family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they are really very much a cartoon. Yeah. And you have Tron Bond, which is the girl, which is kind of like your crush or something. She has a crush on you. Yeah. Okay. Mega Man's oblivious. Mega Man's kind of an idiot. <laughs> Mega Man's just rolling around. Yeah. So the whole like story of this game is that you're you're a digger and the world is covered in oceans and you start off in a little like dungeon area which kind of gets you used to the gameplay and they give you a tutorial and like oh it's a Reaverbot Mega Man and little robots come out you shoot them and then they pop out you know Zenny which is money in this game and it that's how the games start and then it just kind of really just kind of goes from there from one issue to the next as things are happening which I think is very interesting I really like the role in this game I don't really care for Gramps I like Data. But it's 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 a very interesting little family that he had in a team. That's that's sort of like a. It struck me as like a whole bunch of misfits who sort of fell in together. Like Gramps just sort of adopted these two. Yeah, and they just run around adventuring together. I for the longest time thought that Mega Man was or Mega Man Volnut was his son or something like that or somebody he created. But I want to say if the story goes on, I'm pretty sure he was not. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We'll get there, but yeah, that's what. I did take away from it. I also really like Roll in this game a lot. I like her design. Yeah, it's really cool for some, and the way she is in this game. I, I do want to like highlight that the world building and like the storytelling, as simple as it is, is actually pretty smart. And that like it is the first game, and it just drops you in, and it has everything kind of established. It doesn't even bother really telling you everything. They hinted a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but, like all the characters have de- like defined personalities. They really didn't need to go this hard, but they did. Yeah, it didn't do them well though. Unfortunately, the sales. I thought no, it didn't. I was I was actually looking into that last night because you know Legends. One of the things that I really thought it was awesome is you know all the voice acting, not cutting over anything like that for all the cutscenes and stuff like that. And this game came out like a full year before Ocarina of Time and almost a year before Metal Gear Solid. And oh. I don't think it gets as much credit as it deserves for what it was doing before those two like benchmark games. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I never thought about that. I guess I didn't really put two and two together. I can't. I think about the years when that came out. That's cool though, because yeah, this game does do a lot of first then, or at least first that people women have seen very many times before. What yeah, always attracted me was like the RPG elements. And I love RPGs, and that the fact that you could upgrade Mega Man is what got me so excited. And I think that's a big part of my anxiety with this game for so long was that I wanted to upgrade Mega Man before I get into boss fights. I want to run around some dungeons and fight things, and you're dropped very quickly into boss fights and that and always and that's what put me off so much for this game and made me terrified it for years mm-hmm. 
That's one of the things I loved about I would just go and just grind dungeons and look for parts and go buy parts and upgrade everything. And that that was it was sort of like a you know, I had the same problem with like uh, Diablo 2, where just go and just grind, grind, grind and find stuff and get stronger. Uh, and it was the same, you know, before Diablo 2's Mega Man Legends. And I, it was just so addicting for me. Yeah, I have the problem now where I've played this a number of times where I just have my routes <clears> that I go through <laughs> and I forget the other stuff happens that I've never done. Like, I've never done the bank robbery thing. Oh, and I, that's like a side mission at the very end of the game, right? And I forgot about it completely until somebody mentioned it in the chat. I, I'm never, I didn't do it. I think I read about it. Mike, I think you were talking about that, weren't you? Or you were talking about the side missions. It's the easiest way to get 200,000 zenny and become <laughs> completely black. <laughs> oh, because you can take the money home. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, why didn't you tell me when I did that side quest? I'm like, that. oh, okay. Because he, well, he changes colors if you do certain things, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Morality Kick, system. Kicking the vending machines. You can kick the vending machines. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's like the easiest way. Yeah. They give you free drinks, and then eventually they just explode. Oh. Okay. That's cool. I didn't do that either. Did you guys talk to the artist? What artist? So there's an artist in the um near the lake. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like looking at. She's like painting a building, and she's like, "I need this. This thing needs something." And you give the teller that it needs talent or that it needs red. <laughs> If you if you do the it needs talent, I think it prompts you like two or three more times. Like, yes. are you sure? Is that really what you said? Yeah, and then I think that's like the evil choice. So you get darker. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. All right, you, no, you, you can you can meet her at the end. She's like, I still feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> okay, I didn't do any. I didn't do any of that type of stuff. I wouldn't really just mainly. I just kind of stuck with the main part of the game because I was just trying to get through it. Because that's me, but it, it's early on when you do get dropped off in, in this island that you end up on. Because your sh- how did they ever explain how your ship got damaged that leads you to the island? Is it from when you got that reaver in the first intro dungeon? I think it just has issues. Okay, it just sucks. Yeah, I, yeah it's probably I, just made a scrap. Yeah, it's just like held together with like baling wire and bubble gum. I mean, I also didn't really think about this, but it's kind of an apocalyptic world in a sense because the whole world is flooded. It, it is Wind Waker. It's a totally different take than Kevin Costner's Waterworld. It, it's <laughs> just Wind Waker. But There's you're no an airship and not a boat. Swimming underwater to go get dirt. Yeah, no, th- th- this is all, you know, happy and bright pastel colors. and Like, how much do you want to bet that Wind Waker took inspiration from this game? <laughs> you know, that's a very good possibility. Because you got the art style. You got the Waterworld. You've got the... It's Mega Man, but not... It's, it's Link, but not. <laughs> Roll's different, just like Zelda's different. Okay. You got like a whole like like everyone's kind of introduced and there's kind of new characters, kind of like the Bonds. It's not exactly a perfect fit, but there's a lot of similarities in a way. Huh. I didn't think about all that, but you are you are right. That's not where I took this conversation to go. Now, a question I have is: Did Inafune really like Kevin Costner's movie Waterworld? <laughs> is that where the inspiration for Mega Man came from? Uh, you know, he might have because he. I mean, he made this. He was in charge of this game. The timeline fits. Was a huge. Fa- it, I know it's a, a huge. It was a, fa- a, a huge commercial failure because it didn't do. It didn't do really good. Well, the the first one I think sold enough to get a sequel, a spinoff, and a port. Yeah, but it, it didn't sell enough of like Resident Evil Two or other stuff that he oh, did. No, 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 and and the the like cover art doesn't really lend itself because you know back in the day that's all you had to go off of when you were picking out games at the rental store. And I think it was the guy at the blockbuster who talked me into renting this, or else I wouldn't have. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it, I had first seen this game from a friend. That's what got me to know what it was and play it. But the cover art doesn't really speak to you. It's just make a man without a helmet on. It doesn't speak to you. Pretty much. 
Yep. Just like Mega Man Two is just Mega Man Legends Two is just Mega Man with a helmet on now. Again, doesn't speak to you. With the puke green background. Oh, that. Which is terrible because if you look at the Japanese cover art, it's so much better. That's the usual thing. The Japanese cover arts are usually better. I don't understand why they didn't do like put like the Tron or something on the background that would have got people's attention. Because Tron Bond the game was not a success either. That came out yeah. after Mega Man Legends, right? Yeah, Tron Bond came out uh, June of '99. Okay. And one thing, I, like when you first get into the Apple market, okay, you are right. The PS, the Japanese version is way better. That's a cool cover. Okay, but when you get like an Apple Market, and, I, and it's it's very quickly on where you go into the city, and I think some things happen, and then you find out that you get dropped into your first boss fight. And this is where I was always terrified of because I knew that it was a multi-level boss fight. Like first, you fight these three little little guys that are driving tanks, and right. you have to, they they toss a key back and forth. And if I remember correctly, you only have to kill one, whoever has the key, right? Yeah, I killed all three because they kept throwing the key, and I missed it. I guess so. I did not enjoy this fight, and then you go into the second fight with a big red spider tank, and that I did not like either. I think part of the fear was I I knew you can you fail if they destroy too much of the town. Yeah, I think okay. so. I, I think that's what also part. scared me because I don't like escort missions that much. That's a good question. I don't know that it's ever happened on any of my playthroughs. Well, I think you nope. have to save the city hall to some degree. Yeah, that's the not, next. Not that's part. the next part. Yeah. Okay. I was always, I know the city, okay, maybe I'm confusing the two. I was just scared of wrecking the town. The city hall part. <laughs> oh, right. Those those parts are segmented up. That's right. Yeah, you, you get to go heal at data. I think you can go back to the store, which is what I did, and then you can go into the city hall area. But if you didn't know better, you could, you'd run right there and all of a sudden be right in their boss fight. Yeah. I think they warn you, but oh, I, I did the city hall part completely wrong. So for some reason, I wasn't listening when they were talking, which I normally would, but in this part, I wasn't listening to anything they were saying. I just wasn't concerned. I just wasn't. I wasn't killing the helicopter enemies that drop off guys. I was just. Fight, I was fighting all the bulldozer guys one after another and just kept knocking them out. Like God, I've killed like fifteen of these. When do they stop? Yeah, <laughs> it then, took me a bit before I realized. Oh, I should be killing the other guys. Yeah, and then you get Bon Bon to appear. Man. <laughs> oh, that's that other little. Is that supposed to be her little brother or something? Something like that. Yeah, there's some weird. If if you go to the Capcom Unity and look at some of the threads on Mega Man Legends. There are some really bizarre theories about Bon Bon. Okay, I man, my whole my city hall was wrecked. My town was wrecked. I mean, everything was just in. I the whole the police station was wrecked. Nothing was destroyed, but everything was damaged very good. Like they they just they wrecked City Hall area. I think I think City Hall is the only critical path part of that mission. I think okay. all the other ones are. Uh, optional and, and the only reason you would ever pay to rebuild them is uh for side quests later in the game and just because you're nice <laughs> yeah and because you're nice. my favorite thing is like dumping a bunch of money into rebuilding something and then kicking some vending machines just to be evil again <laughs> mike you, you said you did this you didn't have that much damage did you no the bank got like the first level of damage and that was it oh so you're it didn't look like someone just almost blew up all the buildings like on mine huh I remember I messaged you afterwards. I'm like, was I supposed to just fight the copters? They're like, that's what they... And I remember you telling me, like, that's what they said. Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah. No, it's like during the fight, the news reporter's like, hey, the thing's dropping those tanks down. Better destroy those first. Yeah, I don't think it gives you the mission objective, too. In like a text screen. And I, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> you know, in hindsight, looking back on it, it is really bizarre that the you know, mayor thinks that like, oh, here's this strange 12 year old boy who just saved our town. Maybe he's also loaded and will build a hospital for us. Can you I mean, 
Are there extra enough. buildings that you build if you get money? No, to rebuild them. Oh, okay. It's just a, it's a strange story narrative for me, I guess. How much zenny does it even cost to rebuild everything? It's a lot. That's a lot. Like the like the condos are like one hundred twenty thousand or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I would now. That's a lot of zenny. Even when I was doing later on, I was farming zenny the way that I was told to by the internet and my and Mike. It still takes a lot. It would take a long time. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> you get that much money. No, and like I said, it's not critical path, and so I don't think I ever paid to rebuild anything. Yeah, I, I didn't care. But again, it's an it's a 1997 PlayStation game with environmental destruction. Yeah, that you can like rebuild over time. It's like a city planning thing almost, which is not something you would probably see a lot. I mean, again, this game was ahead of its time. We haven't even talked about the lock on feature. I think it was the first game to do that. I lock on feature is not bad. I mean, sometimes it would annoy me because it would lock on enemies I didn't want to target. But oh, again, sure. it, it's 1997, 1997, 98. So I understand. <laughs> but did anyone else reconfigure their controls to do the um, shoulder button? So, yeah, oh, most definitely. I mapped them to the right stick so I could move the camera like a normal game. That was so much better. Thanks to Mike, I did that, and I was just like, it made the game so makes the game so much more enjoyable to use your right joystick as as L1 and R1. I I do like using L1 and R1, and then like strafing. Basically, it is a it is a fun thing when you get into it. Yeah, because on the original PlayStation version, I don't. It didn't have analog, did it? No, no, no. Yeah, this is before analog, I think. But the N64 version does. Yeah. Huh. All right. Oh, also, it's worth noting that in Japan, there is a PSP port of both games. You know, we did not get a lot of stuff for PSP that we missed out on a lot of good PSP games, I think. We, did. we really did. And just, I mean, we, we talked a little about the Trombons. The Trombons are these pirates that you're fighting throughout the game. Who are pretty much all the bo- almost all the boss fights, well, not all, but a good chunk of the boss fights are, are fighting them and their different machines that they have and their different vehicles and you deal with them and then you also I wasn't a big fan like I like Tronbon I don't care for her little brother and I don't for Bonbon or I don't care for God, what the hell is the leader's name the green Cecil. guy yeah I don't like him he also doesn't there also no subtitles a lot when they talk and I when I and sometimes I was listening to other things and I couldn't hear what was being said oh yeah the audio mixing especially in the N64 version is terrible you cannot hear half the things they're saying yeah this was before you could like turn down music turn up you know, speech, stuff like that. It was it was well, not great. But in the in the tutorial mission, they have the whole thing where Roll is trying to communicate with you and she's like fading out and stuff. So they were definitely able to play with audio. No, no, like as a as a, a player, you couldn't adjust the settings for yourself. Right, right. Which would have been nice. I'm living in an older game. I mean, I, I had other audio on in the background. That was my problem. <laughs> I usually listen to that. Yeah, I, I, I do that a lot of games, especially with this game when I was farming. I was just listening to other other th- podcasts while I was just sitting there farming for hours and hours. But that's neither here nor there yet. Um, after like So after City Hall, you end up getting like the whole quest line of the game where I think you're sent to go find... The whole point of what you're doing, at least the first chunk of the game, you're trying to find more refractors to fix your ship. And you're also trying to find... like Isn't there like a giant or some like giant treasure supposedly on this island you're looking for? The mother load. The mother load, yeah. <laughs> that was cool, by the way, guys. <laughs> Okay, I I paid attention to the story mostly, but apparently I mean, not enough. The opening narration sets it all up. Uh, like I said, I paid attention a little bit to the story. <laughs> I I just I really enjoyed the gameplay though. Like I really got a kick out of fighting. But I have a in a thing a game if, if I kill an enemy, you give me money or experience points. I will kill tons of enemies just for just for that little you know dopamine hit. So I oh, killed yeah. everything in this game when I could. And that's one reason I really like Mega Man Legends because I get stuff. That's one of the things that a lot of people dog on Mega Man Legends about, like, if we're just going to talk about killing things over and over again, is 
it's a lot of, you know, strafe and shoot, circle, strafe and shoot, circle, strafe and shoot. And a lot of people didn't like how repetitive it was. But looking back on it, have games really, unless the boss fight's really gimmicky, have games really gotten past, you know, just doing the same two or three things over and over no. again? No. <laughs> no, not really. But I, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't, as long as the health bar isn't ridiculously huge where I have to dodge, 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 dodge. Okay, I get a hit. Okay, I do this 20, 30 more times. I'm, I don't mind. I just don't like really long health bars for no reason other than nutrition. You know, we want to add an hour on, you know, more time in our gameplay. So we're going to make this take longer for no reason. I mean, Super Nintendo is really guilty of that, I think, or, or maybe early PS1 is very guilty. I know we played other games on the show, me and Mike have, that have had stuff like that that's really irritated me. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I know there's been boss fights like that. Oh, one game that does that. Uh, it's a really bad game called Parasite Eve 2. does that all the time. <laughs> oh, I know. I never played that game, but Parasite <laughs> 1 is amazing. Don't play 2. Okay. I've heard 3 is even worse. Oh, I'll find out in two months. But, anyway. <laughs> but uh... Uh, so I had no, like I was saying, I had no problem with the, the gameplay. I mean, yes, you are right. It is repetitive, but it's fun. But that's the game. Like, Uncharted is the same thing. You're just running and shooting stuff in different locations. Like, yeah. Dark Souls, guns. Dark Souls is just roll and attack and roll and attack. But I, I felt that this game changes up enough, at least in the areas that you're fighting, the enemies you're fighting aren't always yeah. the same. Like, you go from City Hall where you're fighting the bosses, you're running around in some fields, and you're fighting tanks that are fun. I really, really like the tanks. I don't know why, but I really like them. Plus, when you get new guns, you get new weapons. It's, it is the, it is the, the progression of any modern game. You yeah. get the helmet. If you cause well, one thing about this game is you have to look in garbage cans a lot to find stuff people throw away as you can give the role so she can make you equipment. Mm-hmm. Like Mike had to help me out how to get the vacuum. <laughs> I couldn't find it. And the holes in the walls too. Oh yeah. Why is there are so many things and holes in the walls in this game? I don't get it. I There's so many zenny. A lot of people hide money in walls in this game. <laughs> and 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 like good items. It's either that or turkey legs and trash cans, you know? It was just it was just interesting to me how much stuff was hidden in trash cans and wall holes, not in chests. Like chests wouldn't have the best stuff usually. I think they even really... mimic chests. Yeah, they that... do. Hey, they're not as bad as Dark Souls mimic chests though. No, but like again, there's a lot of ambition here. Yeah, they just I mean that was also something I didn't I had forgotten or at least wasn't aware of that even coming up in the game. So when it happened, I was like, What the fuck? And also started throwing mines at me. And you also get like you don't get a you get a canteen that you can use in this game to heal you, which you can you can refill at the shop. Like there you can, can buy upgrade it. Yeah, you can buy items to refill your weapon meter, like you can you can upgrade different guns that you unlock throughout the game or en- enhancements for his arm. The helmet increases your knockback uh resistance. You can buy better. You buy better um, armor pieces to cut down damage that you take. You can buy uh, medicine to deal status effects. You can. Wow. No, uh, can. Is was that a, a two thing? That's a that's, two. Like, that's probably a two thing. Oh, okay. okay. See, I believed you because I didn't. I wouldn't have even checked. I didn't really check any of that stuff. Honestly, I've I've played both of them so much they sort of run together in my brain. For Capcom. you can you can upgrade your life shield though. Okay, I think I bought a life shield. But I never did anything with it. I don't think. It's more of an internal system, and I don't really understand how it works, but it's just there. Okay. It's when your life meter turns red, you take more damage from the next attack or yeah. something. Oh, that's... Okay, I remember seeing that, but I was really confused what it meant. It didn't explain it, and I didn't really it didn't explain it. No, that's... Just... When I hit F3, the problem was solved real fast. A lot of Mega Man Legends on your first playthrough is a lot of, like, trial and error. Can, not much to explain to you in this game at all. It's very just kind of... hear you know, you just kind of are fed it as the game progresses. Except for that tutorial dungeon where every time you take a few steps, it pops up <laughs> another information box. It's like, hey, this is money. Use it to buy things. Mega That's Man? It? Okay, you are right. Like, they don't shut up. You just keep, Mega Man! 
man, I sense a weaver bomb coming. It's gonna be a big one. Like you just keep having yeah, that that annoyed me a lot, by the way. I didn't I'm like, stop talking to me. Annoying in-game tutorials to begin the game. It is a modern ass video game. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I did get a big kick out of when you go to before you go to the when you go to like the is it is it in the town where you have where you get the wily subs? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. an uptown. <laughs> that was that made me smile. It is an uptown, yeah. Oh, That's where you I, go start that awful lake mission. I, I almost forgot. I want to talk about Marwolf when you have when you find out that the bot like you get to the another boss fight where the bonds are have like a giant tank and they're digging trying to dig a hole to get into this ruins. Oh, that's I, the worst boss fight. I didn't have a problem with it once I figured figure out what the hell I was doing. I had to watch a video because I was just I was reading the guy, but I was just doing it wrong for some reason. We have to shoot the treads enough, which it doesn't really give you any hint that you're actually hurting the treads. I don't think maybe a little bit, but nothing like there's no life bar or anything to finally they complain about it. And then you can and then I climb up and then jump on the back or something. Yeah, the treads flash when you hit them. And I think that's supposed to be your indicator. But it wasn't. I want a life bar. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It did flash, but it was just like I kept hitting it and nothing. It seemed like nothing was really happening other than the flashing. So I thought maybe it wasn't working. I hit it a bunch. Yeah, you do hit it a lot. I, I like the Marwolf fight. I mean, I think they're it's really simple. You just climb up, jump on the back of the truck, and then you, you just have to move side to side when he tries to smack you, and you just shoot when they open the door. And I just, no, no, I, the, that was the one that gave me the most trouble this time. I, I think that fight would have been more fun had they done it when... Um, after you had enhanced jumping ability, because having to like jump and cling and climb like three or four times to get back up to a level to attack him got really old really quick. Oh, and this game also has wall climbing. That's right. Or ledge ledge grabbing. Yep. Hey, Metroid, Metroid did it. had that too. Nothing. Okay. Before Metroid had it, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, it. Yeah. Okay, that would have been nicer. The, the the super jump was so nice when you get it later in the game. Oh, you feel like a superhero. It was great. I, I really like Marvel. I mean, I also had safety, so he could, even the one time he hit me, I just reloaded. So maybe that was partly why I enjoyed the fight. But I and that was another fight that terrified me because I saw this as a, as a kid. My friend had this game. And I remember being in his room at his house and he was playing this. And I remember he seen him. And this is another part that this, like this game for some reason just scared the hell out of me. I don't know why. It is but a lot of boss battles. Yeah. And they're not they don't look they don't look easy and they're not easy. <laughs> Even with safe states, I had a couple trouble on a few of them where I had to really like practice and learn what the, and keep reloading safes because I just wouldn't do the right thing. I get hurt all the time. So it's especially prioritize attack and range stats. Yeah, because you can upgrade your because you get items you can give Mega Man for his Buster parts to increase. Yeah, uh, energy too. I think is another thing. Energy range, rapidity, and attack. Yeah, and then you get the joint plug to where you can have three parts on your Buster. Yes, we should talk about the wonderful lake. (laughs) That's that's my uh, worst boss fight. Oh, just sequence in general. Oh, Mike, before we started playing the game, you told me there was one part that I had to be completely, like, specced up for. Was it this part, or was it later? Mm-hmm. It's this. It is. Okay. You were right. Yeah. You don't have enough range. You can't shoot the torpedoes coming at you, and your ship would take too much damage, and then it's game over. Yep. Okay. This is a long fucking fight, too, though. It really is. I do like the Frogman ship, though. <laughs> the ship was cool. I just, again, as I don't, I realize I really don't like escort missions. And that's what this game is. It's not that yeah. much of an escort mission. Eh, it was it's, enough of an escort mission for me to, having to Having to keep your boat alive will roll just like drives in circles in the lake instead of just going from point A to point B. Which is ironic given that there's that sequence where she's driving her van and she's like, oh, I'll protect you. <laughs> the van can take hits, but the boat can't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it takes a lot of damage, too, which is it is very annoying. 
I barely beat this fight because it just goes on and on. And I was missing torpedoes. I was trying, but I was missing a lot of torpedoes. If you I, don't have enough range and and you don't do enough damage per shot, it, this whole sequence is just infuriating. Yeah, that was the problem I was having. I just I kept getting hit and I kept having issues and it was very frustrating. It's, that, this is oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This is one where I think I stopped selling any buster part that I got because I never knew when I was going to need like three buster parts all for range moving forward. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, I did the Tim Terry thing. <laughs> oh, you sold all your stuff? Not all of it, but I sold everything I had equipped. Oh, God. Because I forgot that you it, it doesn't uh, partition off the things you have equipped to make them not sellable. It's all just there when you want to yeah. sell stuff. I think I would have done that the I remember going and looking at stuff to sell, and in the sell list was a buster part that I had just picked up like five minutes ago. Right. And so then I was going back and looking, and I was like, well, okay, wait a minute. And so then, you know, grab a piece of note paper and like jot down what I have equipped. And so I didn't sell them. But I had that not happened, had I not recognized that buster part that I just got, I probably would have sold everything too. I just saw the high price point they were offering me, and I was like, sold. <laughs> well, when he did it, he thought he was buying stuff, right? No, no he was no. selling. Well, to get better armor. Okay. I didn't sell anything. I did. I regretted it, too. Uh, I, like I said, I, I stopped because I never knew what combination of buster parts I was going to need. That's a good way to do it, though. But going back to that lake thing for a minute, that lake dungeon is also the trickiest, I want to say. The lake dungeon, that's the one with the gators? Yeah, the uh-huh. gators yeah. are annoying. Those oh, my. I tried to fight them because I was trying to kill everything in this game and it would come up just because well, that's how I play. Right. And those gators just, when I saw them and I started to fight them, I'm like, these things are, I mean, and all of them just started coming out of the water after that. I just ran for my life and never fought them again. Because then you got yeah. the uh, invisible reaver bots. I don't remember those. Yeah. It's like in that big section where there's a bunch of platforms. Like, just, you can just hop on stuff or just like kind of go around and just keep going. It's like a giant like pit. Oh, yeah, the uh, scyther-looking things. Um, I know what you're talking about. It's after the crab uh, reaver bots. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Those things are also just like, you just kind of figure out where they are and hope they don't hit you. <laughs> and, and then circle straight. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember them. Very uh, vaguely for some reason. Does everyone have a favorite special weapon? The vacuum uh, arm. <laughs> the vacuum arm was really good. Oh, I forgot to get that this time. Oh, man. I only got it because Mike told me because he he the one that told me how to get a lot of money in this game and he's like well use the vacuum arm i'm like i don't have it where <laughs> is the like, vacuum there's three parts there's one in apple market one in downtown one uptown and then you have roll make it mm. and it costs like ten thousand to fully upgrade and it has infinite energy and you can basically if there's any in the room you can vacuum it up right oh that's fantastic yeah i think i always wound up using the uh machine gun arm just because of how rapid it fired and you could stun lock enemies. I did the homing missile a lot. Yeah, the active buster. That was good for stuff like Bruno. Yeah. I really like the active buster too. I I only I only the power buster before, which I also liked. That was useful. The worst one is the splash mine one. <laughs> the one they start you with. Yeah. I could not get that thing to work for the life of me. And it's the, good once, maybe. Yeah, for Mara Wolf, that's about it. Mara Wolf, I guess, are the, the three tanks. I, I couldn't get to work for the three tanks at all. I so tried I and I tried and I tried and I just it just would not work for me. <laughs> I really wanted to like the the blade arm, but with how close you had to get to an enemy and, and this game's collision system can be a little 
not forgiving from time to time. <laughs> it uh, never really pays off. Especially with those alligators. They can stunlock you to death in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Yeah, they oh, they scared me. But like also like we're t- one like there's two times in this game where they make you have to protect something and I really did not like protecting something. That was not my thing. <laughs> it's it's hard like it's hard to protect stuff in this game, I felt like too. Did you guys have a really tricked out to do it? Did you guys have a hard time protecting the sub at all? Like, cause mine, I was one hit away from death when I when I killed the boss. Not really. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew like with the upgrade. I'm just gonna assume I sucked. <laughs> I was missing everything. Okay. Is it is it the lake boss in the in the dungeon that has the giant reaver bot that looks like a bunch of donuts put together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He was an asshole. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. I. I almost got massacred by him. Like I, that's the one I was using, I was using save states because that's how I play. But I had to constantly use the save state and then like learn the trick to how to do it because I kept getting smacked. Like I, because you could only get a few shots off because of the way that he was when I was locked on. It wouldn't hit him unless he was just in the right spot. I don't well, know if I was doing it right. Now. And he would dive at you and slide across the entire room. And he had a like a whole area of effect attack that you would have to jump over and dodge. He really keeps you on your toes. Yeah. I mean, and it teases you. Like, you go in there and you see the giant, like, donut piles or, like, little kid's toy looking, like, thingy. And, like, you know it's going to be a boss fight when you come back in that room after you grab the big crystal. Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> Anyone thought it wasn't beef? Well, you didn't play enough video games in your life. <laughs> he annoyed me a lot. That was, I think, that might have been my least favorite boss fight in the game that wasn't protecting things. And then you get, then this is where you get the big enough Reaver, or not Reaver, but Energy Crystal, whatever the hell they're called to power up the flutter which has been damaged this whole game then you can finally fly around which i think you can use it really just to get to that one dungeon that you couldn't get to earlier where they fly you to it right the one that he was yeah. digging for yeah because mm-hmm. the, the support car can just drive you around the island wherever you want i didn't find that out till way later in the game i ran everywhere yeah now you're supposed to play this game you shouldn't be running around everywhere at least you got more you know you got more play time out of it that way <laughs> i didn't want more play time out of it but yeah i did I wasn't interested in that, but it was it was cool that it was there. I mean, the car is really cool. I, I like the fact that it, they do have a fast travel system in this game. But I also, is it just me or can you lose the car depending on where you have it sent to you last if you don't keep using it? Mm, I mean, you just call it with the, yeah, the walkie-talkie. walkie-talkie. You, oh, so you don't just run around back to where the flutter is so you can use the car? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you just call her and the screen fades to black and when it comes back, the, there she is. I never did that. The game thinks of everything. Unfortunately, I did not. I played this game. Why <laughs> the game does? I played this game like wrong at times because I kept forget. I just I can't. I must have not been paying attention when they tell you about that. You beat it. That's what's important. That's right. I did. I cheated twice, but I finally beat it. Well, besides safes, I literally just cheated too with cheat codes at two points in this game. I got. I got. I was like, screw this shit. And then after you get the, I don't remember that air dungeon that much. I remember is that? I remember it being kind of cool. I can't remember much about it. Like, I don't remember what the boss was or anything. Oh, is there a boss inside there, or is it afterwards? There's a, there's a boss. Oh, that's the it's the three Cerberus thing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, the dogs. yeah. Okay, that was kind of cool. I like the three Cerberus dogs. Right, I was using the grenades, the grand grenades that I think you just got recently because they are able to help you. You need them to blow up one single, like, panel in the ceiling to jump up or something stupid. Yeah. That was, that was okay. You can I had no problem to attack that too. I, don't, I really, I, I enjoy fighting the three dogs a lot. Like I, I didn't like what comes right after this part, but I like the dogs. It was a really, it's a, it's a really fun boss fight, and it, it, it's a lot less just like circle and strafing, and more having to, you know, keep track of multiple moving 
things and, you know, really plan where you're going to go and when you're going to attack. It's also a good dungeon, too. It was a really, I, I, I vaguely remember liking it. I really enjoyed the dungeons in this game. I, I enjoyed the look, how claustrophobic it makes you feel, how like you feel like you really are I digging in a ruins and you're in some, you know, lost world for me for some reason. I really got that feeling, that vibe, well, especially later on, how they are, they're all, almost all of them are connected to. Yeah, and the, the what really makes the dungeons not that bad is the fact that this game has a really great map for the time. Yeah, like, the vibe of just going in those dungeons and just like grinding with no music, and then it's just like kind of rainy out. That's just like a whole vibe. That's an aesthetic. That is that yeah. is my aesthetic. It's it did raise attention though when you're running around those dungeons because you can get your ass beat real fast too if you're mm-hmm. stupid. I, I found out a few times where I would just start screwing around and I get I get messed up by by combos. It's very interesting though. It, it I agree, a very good vibe that it gives you. I didn't. I forgot I had no music when you're in there. Really, just have the sound of you shooting all the time. There's like slight ambience, but like I, I, I really like that's my favorite part of the game is just going down there and just losing time and just they, exploring because they all they all are connected, correct? If I, I was saying I wasn't except the tutorial are. one. Okay, because you get the drill arm later. I think it's in the final dungeon. You get the drill arm that lets you blow up walls to connect everything. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. At that point, that's like the best part of just like going everywhere and just seeing how it all works together. How this is Dark Souls before Dark Souls? You know, like I said, it's modern game design. <laughs> it is. I, I I unfortunately didn't. I I got the drill arm, but I didn't use it because I was at. By the time I got it, I was ready to be done with the game. So I'm like, I'm just gonna go beat it. I'm not gonna stick around and bother with anything else. I think but I, I probably it was there. I think I probably only interconnected all the dungeons at once just to do it, just to see how they all interconnected. But by that point in time, I was more worried about. And like subsequent playthroughs, I, I would be more worried about like grinding and upgrading stuff. I mean, that is a way to grind. It's just make sure every nuke and cranny has been taken care of at that point. Yeah, because when you blow up the walls, do they stay? Do they stay gone once you do it? Yep. Okay, that's cool. I appreciate that. All right, that was. I think what else? Oh, and then you get to because right after you get the crystal, this last one, the power that you get the flutter powered up. This part I had to cheat on. So you get you get on the flutter and you get into a huge air battle where you. Fir- I must have been doing this fight wrong because I took a huge amount of damage on my ship in this first part when the three little guys are like little jet guys are coming out and you gotta blow them up. I took two. I took a lot of damage. Are you not using the active buster? I was not yet. No. No. Oh, wait. They go. They go down like ten seconds. Okay, no, I wasn't using the active buster yet. I was still using the powered buster, I think, at this point. I No, I had the grand grenade equipped, like an idiot, because I forgot to switch them out. Yeah, you gotta be pressing about that stuff. It, the grand well, grenade is pretty useless, by the way, in that fight. That's one of the issues that this game doesn't, you know, and we can circle back on it towards the end, but just, like, no warning that you're about to enter a huge cutscene boss fight, like, hey, Mega Man, you might want to rethink your, you know, loadout or something like that. I mean, well, I... Well, on that one, you can't. Wait, you can when you break before, like when you get in the ship, you can, can't you? Or is it right into the boss fight? Maybe you can go back to your car. No, you don't go back to the car because it's immediately into the fight. I just don't remember. You have to do it before you beat the before you get the refractor at the end. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then I did not do it. Then okay, that's why I was irritated. I went right into it. Yeah. It it does not give you a shot. I don't think. Yeah, because I was not happy when the when this showed up. I was like, "What? What is this?" <laughs> they have data waiting for you outside of the dungeon, but that's it. Okay, so I I, I would have healed through data, but I wasn't prepared for what else was coming. And I, I think I think that I drew me to the machine gun arm a lot because it was just sort of like an all-purpose weapon. I I would have liked the I would have liked that 
anything better, like my power buster, anything would have been better than the freaking grand grenade I still had equipped. The slingshot. Oh, because you can't hit him with the. You can only hit. You can hit the turret with the grand grenade on the second part of this fight. Oh yeah, this this, this fight is three part, just to make yeah. it more fun. Where you're stuck protecting the freaking ship during these whole three part. Where somehow, despite how much that ship gets hit, it doesn't go down again. Like it, it doesn't matter at that point. The ship is fine. It only mattered that one time when the ship went down. <laughs> I had to completely cheat on this part where I had to. I had to actually look up cheat codes and and download them and, and put them on so I could just. I could so they couldn't kill me or the flutter because the flutter no. would die by the third part of this fight. Because I, you fight the first part, you fight three deaths, and you fight this giant like blimp like thing, which you have to shoot different parts of which the Gessel Shaft. Yep, very very cool. I really like the green blimp. The I really like a, a lot. Of, like all of the enemy designs are really cool in this game. Like when it comes to the vehicles, the art design in general is just amazing, especially yeah. for the time. It's just, it's fun. Like, the fact that you have to shoot the wings, you have to shoot the turrets, you have to, and then it just keeps kind of moving you along until you get to the end part of it, where, this is what broke me. I was like, I did it, I did it, and all of a sudden, Tron, Tron comes out in a freaking, like, hawk-looking jet, and I'm like, what? A third fight? What? And the guy's like, oh, just use your active buster, you'll be fine. I'm like, I don't have an active buster equipped, I don't have anything equipped, I have this stupid grand grenades, which doesn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's one of those fights where, you know, you think it's over, it's not over. You think it's over, it's not over. It went too long for me, and that was my problem with this part, is that it should have been, it didn't, it should have been, like, the the first two fights, give me a break, let me talk to Roll, let me talk to Data, then throw me in with the last fight. Like, it just wasn't, like, even with the sub part, once you finish beating all the little monsters, the little subs and stuff with torpedoes, you can go, you can retreat, heal, then go back and fight the big purple boss. You don't have to do it all at once. Right? Yeah. This you don't get that option because I would have done it. Well, it is. I mean, it is pretty late game. Yeah, I mean the fact that you you know if you talk to Data like I did and you well, I mean I was using save tape. But I want isn't Data because Data is after you fight the dogs right? So then you have no choice. You can't switch out your weapons. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can get you could probably get completely screwed in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't well, like. I think yeah. there's a way around not completely screwing yourself out of it, or you just have, or you just kind of just like figure out a way to just not lose after a while. <laughs> yeah, you just figure out something, whatever works for you. But we were, you know, we were tougher as gamers back in the 90s. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a wuss now when it comes to gaming. Oh, yeah, no, me too. I'm right there with you. That's still like a good challenge. Any anything to, any, what, any thoughts on it, Mike? Uh, if it's done well, I don't mind a challenge. Like this game, that's fine. But I've played it a whole bunch of times, so I'm used to it. Or beating Darkwing Duck without Rewind? Yeah, that too. You like challenge a lot more than I do. I don't like challenge. How about when I uh, beat Shadow of the Colossus and I had no idea that you could upgrade your grip strength? It's impressive. Yeah, well, you can imagine how upset I was when I found out about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really... See, that was a that was your own challenge. Like, when you put limiters on, tra- on exactly. transistors, I have no idea that you're doing it. Making yeah, your that, own was my, that was my own achievement before achievements. <laughs> hey, but retro games have achievements now. With... Uh, God, what the hell is it that has that gives retro games achievements? Is it the Mister RetroAchievements.org? Okay, well you can like upload them to like a device, I think. Can't you? But I don't know. Okay, I just remember I've, we talked about it before. Maybe I can't remember if we talked about it on air or not. I know we talked about it. All right, enough of that. Uh, so after you defeat <laughs> the blimp and you destroy the hawk, I think this is when you think Tronbot. You think they're all dead or something too? If I remember, yeah, they really go for it too. Yeah, and you end up in the final part of. The, the town where you end up unlocking like a new set of ruins, I want to say, which is what, and then you go to Old City, which is the first time you've ever been in Old City? 
I'm remembering correctly. I mean, you can go there beforehand. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I didn't go there because there was no point. The game didn't, yeah. the guy didn't tell me to. But yeah, you There's can go to the old city and the main gate's there. Okay. Yeah, there was the main gate. That's what's locked up until you, un- until you, un- it's there the entire time, or is it only there if you hit a certain switch? It's there if you see it. Okay. I, because I, I, I saw, I hit the switch and I saw it open up, so I didn't know if it had always been there or not, because I wasn't paying attention. I didn't explore. Like, I, I know that you can explore a lot in this game if you want to, because it's kind of open world, but I, I didn't want to explore anything. I also, I forgot where the main gate was this time, so I just had the car take me there when it was time. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't even see it in this game, and they just, it just knew where to take me, and I was like, that's cool. I, I enjoy that. Oh, yeah, because you, even if you haven't gotten there, once you unlock it, you, she just tell, she just takes you. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Because, like, usually fast travel systems, you have to be there at least once. Right. Not yeah. here. Okay, that was cool. And I, I enjoyed the the underground part in this. This is where I think is there another boss down here. I can't remember. You just gotta hit switches. Well, you you end up the boss ends up being Bruno when you go through and okay. make your way through. Yeah, Bruno was cool. Yeah, so, that was so, a really fun boss. So after you end up getting you you're, you're down here, you come up, and I think you have to go in this right warehouse and you find this giant mech just sitting there and then when you end up finding like the trombones are eating pizza or something they're acting all stupid like oh i don't forget you if you don't cover you won't get this last piece of pizza well and that's when mega man gets all excited and runs up and hugs tron and like oh you're alive and she's just bewildered that this person that she's been trying to kill is happy to see her <laughs> yeah well she oh, also likes the feel of his touch because she's into him well yeah that too his his cold <laughs> metal touch and I guess this guy's name is Theodore Bruno. Is the full name of this robot? Yeah, that's great. Can, does it matter if it destroys a bunch of old town or not? No, no. Nope. Okay, I actually use. I I want to say I use. Yeah, I did use the active Buster for this fight because earlier me and Mike were talking. He's like, "You, that's the one to use," and it it really worked well. Like it it massacred him fast. Even and I also had like a clip for it, so I could reuse it. And I just took. And but it was cool. It was really cool to see him stomping around and blowing up things. Oh, yeah, to hide behind something, he just blows it up. Yeah, the, this is the boss battle. You just use buildings as like shields. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only thing that stays up is the uh, the little things that pop up when you come out of the ground. Little uh, uh, the gates. You can, so those are invincible. You can just use those if you really need to. That's what I hid behind from the gate. Yeah, very useful. No, that was a really fun boss fight. I really liked it. It was one of my one of my favorite boss fights so far in this game. I mean, it went down really fast, which was cool, but it was just really, it was really unique, I thought. Or maybe not that unique, it's very cool, I should say. And this is like the last time you fight the Trons. Like, I think this is when you kind of wipe them out, or they, or they get arrested, or they leave. I can't remember exactly what happened. They're like, oh, we're going to give up. We'll, 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 uh, we'll leave you arrested us. And then after he leaves, Teasel's like, actually, we're just going to go steal the treasure when, he's, when he uh, has it. Oh, yeah, because they, okay, I completely forgot how the end of this game it goes. I beat this a week ago, so I don't remember as well. Okay. And then I think the the next part is you finally have this. This is when you have to go down three different gates. I think it one in Uptown, mm-hmm. Old City, and I don't remember where the last one was Downtown. Downtown. Okay. And then the, you you enter these weird little like secluded areas where you have to just kill every enemy in there to pop to unlock a door to get a key. Really enough, the main gate and these sections have music in like the the gameplay area. Okay. The main gate has that that one track that goes as you're like going down the spiral, and then this has like the old city or the old world music thing, and oh. like as a, as like a end game bonus thing that is really cool because the tracks are kind of cool. Oh, I do have a question for you guys, as as because you reminded me of something. Did anyone have a favorite enemy in this game or a favorite Reaver bot? I should say, I have one for sure. 
I really like the robots that you fight around this part that have like the the helmets and a little shield, and they oh, block your shot. I really, really like them for some reason. The sniper Joes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't think about that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably have to go with the the ones we talked about earlier. The you know they're invisible and they pop out of nowhere and like try to lance you with their arms. Okay, they were cool. Annoying, but cool. My favorite's the the little little ones that you just. They take one shot and they give you a giant piece of zenny. <laughs> a little mouse bot. <laughs> that's what I call them, or mouse. Yeah, because that's a great way to farm. But you might. So are the so are the hives. Like they give you a bunch of money. Well, the hives, hives are cool hives. too. That's how I I farm thanks to him. He told me to go there and you just keep going in and out. And it, it was it was a, with the vacuum arm you get a lot of money fast. Takes a while though because you can't respawn them quick. I was hoping there was maybe a way to respawn faster than going up the elevator and coming back in, but there's not. It wasn't that that it would have been nice if it was faster to reload, but again, this is 1998, so. And in general, this game had pretty good load times for the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I played a lot worse at the, from this era. That's, I mean, it is the game does have jank. <laughs> it can be janky, but as long as you understand the janky, like it, it plays fine. Like the main thing, I mean, like for us, it sounds like a bunch of us just reconfigure our controls, so we were just using the right analog stick to to look around, and it was fine. I mean, all one R when I could see being a little weird if I was playing this without a modded controller. <laughs> like if well, this is on if this is on a new system with HD graphics, it would not be much of an issue. No, no, there's only a few things you'd have to do for quality of life, and it would it would and it'd be just people would have no problem with it. Like even just at the time, you know, we talked about load times. The game also had like really good draw distance compared to a lot of PlayStation One games. Sixty four version had a little bit less, but yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, sixty four is not as good. I the 64 it. differences are like minimal. They're just mostly annoying. Like in the in the PlayStation version, there's the you can go to the music store and listen to some CDs. And you can't do that in this version. Oh, that's how, cool. How did you strafe with the 64 controller? So you can set it to where it's either ZR or L and R. Okay. Huh. And then just use the analog or the D-pad, either one, to okay. just like yeah. Because otherwise, that's it's funny. like it has the tank controls of like right and left or turn and then up and down or you know do they do what they do right because that, that, that that's like a tanks control system that does not make any sense tank con- you ever play fear effect no but i want to no you know but that, that's another game where tank <laughs> controls don't make a lot of sense either yeah <laughs> episode 40 something <laughs> i can't remember when we covered that bullshit game well, yeah, if you want to play fear effect do it the way bill tucker did just watch a youtube video that's the right way to play that game i find that's the right way to play a lot of awful games is to not play them and watch someone else play them. Especially Fear Effect, because Fear Effect has really cool cutscenes, but it is not a good game. Okay. <laughs> That's the problem with Sedna I had a couple of years ago, I believe. It just was not a good game. What do you mean? It's always, it's always, it always shows up. My wish list is $2 on sale all the time. That's a good <laughs> sign of a great game, right? Yeah, it's I, on sale almost every week. Too. I, I, I have it on my Switch. I've not played it yet. I keep. I don't want to buy it because I know it's bad, but I keep seeing it for $2, and one day I'm just going to buy it. And I won't play it, but yeah. Yeah, it's Fear Effect. It's a not a good series. So as we were saying before I sidetracked us, uh, when you're down there, I, I really like the vibe too of, of down here in the in these final parts. You have to just kill the monsters. I really and they're also different robots you hadn't fought before either. I got a kick out of this part. Plus, I knew it was near the end of the game, so I was also excited. So mm-hmm. it was just it was really cool. I mean, I felt that when you get the keys, I wanted some kind of like big door where you see him like with a big lock on it, and it, I didn't get that when you go to old when you go to is it not old city main gate. And you go where the keys are. You just see a normal door. He just presses. Oh, use this key. Oh, use this key. And I was disappointed because I wanted something special to happen. I didn't want a video gamey thing where there's a locked door and you have the key. Okay, it opens. I wanted something cool. 
but I don't. I was just. I don't know why. This is what I wanted, but I was fine with it. So I think that brings us to the final part of the game. Then I think that's yeah. the only thing we have left to say before side quests. So we still got to talk about Mega Man Juno. All right. Yeah. I. So Mega Man Juno is an, is the same. He's so the same he, thing as Volna, right? Like they're both like from that same time or something. This is like the huge spoiler part, I guess. So I don't know. Yeah, if you care Can't about that, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Mega Man and Mega Man Juno, they're keepers of the island. And Juno is the the person who's in control. And Volnut's basically Goku where he forgot everything. <laughs> okay. Like, what are you doing? You should be on my side and want to, want to destroy everybody because the carbons are too populous. Is that what it was then? Yeah, she wants to go like full... Age of Ultron and just kill everyone off. Okay, so she wants to drop the drop the planet on them. Yeah, basically. Okay, and it was a she. I think it's a he. Oh, okay. Oh, that yeah, really doesn't yeah. matter a lot, but <laughs> no, I was just curious because like, oh, did I missed something. That was off, which I wouldn't be surprised. I did not like this part a whole lot. I did not like this fight. I mean, I it's like... like it's cool in story story wise how Juno traps Mega Man and goes to activate the super weapon, and it isn't until. The Trons come down there and end up saving you. You know what's clever about that sequence where they try to figure out how to save him and they just kick the the, the, the things down that electrocute him? <laughs> yeah. In the first dungeon, one of the first things you do is you kick down a barrier and it never comes back up again until this point. I don't remember this. Yeah, I don't recall like that either. It's dungeon. It's like, you just gotta kick it down, Mega Man. I have no memory. You, you never use that mechanic again until this point? Like where you have to kick down a barrier like that? I didn't. Yeah. Okay. You can't really you can't really kick a lot of things either. Not in the dungeons, especially. You can kick a can. But that you usually have your your super weapon uh, by that point, so you don't have a chance to really kick anything. Sure. Oh yeah. Does kicking even do anything? It kicks dogs. <laughs> That's not in the American version though. Well, you can kick the feral dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Old Town. Huh. Hey, do they hurt you? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw him once. He looked at me weird, and I ran in the door and left. Oh yeah, they'll they'll come after you. They'll they'll run you down. Yep. Okay. Wow. I'm surprised they had that in this game. I mean, they also have you can get hit by the cars. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> Not on purpose. No, it is sad because when you kick the feral dogs, they just make a, like a yelp, and then they get down and like, a, oh, I've been a bad boy pose. Okay. You feel you feel immediately guilty every time you kick oh, yes. the feral dogs. It is the worst feeling. <laughs> I know in the Japanese version you could kick the regular dog, you could also shoot the birds, but they took that out of this version. Again, so, the, the amount of things they have in this game is really wild. And there's a lot to this game. And so I do want to talk about the Juno fight. The Juno fight, I, I had to turn on cheats in midway through this fight because I, of course, being a Mega Man game, he has two forms. I beat his first form and I got pretty well beat up. I'm like, okay, I got it. And then he goes to the second form, which I forgot he had second form. You know, I've seen this game beaten before and I'm like... I don't care anymore. Like I was just, <laughs> and he was he fucked, and I was using safe, and he still fucked me up pretty good. And I'm like, screw this, I'm turning on infinite health, and I'm just taking him out real fast. And that's like, I, I really, fight. I really like Juno's design. I, I loved like the detached arms that sort of floated uh, near him, and then you know would like come off and like streak across the you know the whole arena, shooting a laser at you. Yeah, it definitely looks cool. It's very, it's a very, it's a very intense fight. And he's also very, very fast. Like, I think he's too fast oh, for your controls. And he just spams attacks. There's, like, so little downtime. Like, oh. he is most similar to that donut robot, or robot. Yeah. Oh, did anyone else have a problem with the skates working? I couldn't get him to work. Did you equip uh, him? <laughs> I did equip him. Like, during, I, like during boss fights? 
No, at all. Like I, I oh, heard you okay. the guy said, press down circle to use them, and he just would walk. You have to be standing still, holding circle until he goes through the animation. Otherwise, yeah. you do just walk. Hmm. Okay. At least now I know why I never worked. I never stood still. Yeah. Uh, it's that's cool. cool. Yeah, and I never bothered standing still at all. I always just walk. And I was wondering why it wouldn't work. And I'm like, what the hell? Does that make sense? No, thank you. No, it would make sense if you could activate him while walking. But no, they wanted to show off the funny little animation that he goes through. I had, I had a in my mind, I had a thing where it's like, oh, I can, I can skate and shoot. Of course, I could not. Yeah, this game. <laughs> you can walk and shoot in this game. You can strafe. Yeah, I did that a lot, but you can't. Skating would have been better. You know, in, in a pre-Resident Evil Two world, they did do moving and shooting. Well, Resident Evil Two doesn't do it out of out of tension. I know. I'm just, it's just you know worth pointing out that the design was there. Yeah. And Fuji was also the same guy that made Resident Evil 2. Having having moved and shot in real life, I think every gun or I think every game should have it. I'm just gonna throw it out there. <laughs> Most games do now. Yeah. No, I, I, I that's a conversation for a whole different episode. <laughs> hey, this has gotta be one of the early games that did it though. Which I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Moving and shooting? Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't well, I mean, Half Life did come out before this game. No. That's the first shooter though. It did not? No, this is 97. Oh, yeah. Half-Life, November of 98. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this was 98 in, in North America. This 97 Japan, but... It's still, it, it's... I mean, a third-person shooter did it, yeah, but I, I feel like a third-person shooter, you didn't have... Well, maybe you didn't have a lot. I don't know. I, I guess it's more history than I can pull out of my head at the moment. But well, it was 98. Still, Interesting. The Juno fight just... It just was, like you were saying, it's just, it was just too much for me, so I just cheated and finished it, but... Isn't there like a big like? Isn't there like a satellite or what was it that was going to kill the? Was it that was going to kill the island? I don't remember what weapon pops out that people are all scared of. There, yeah, there's something that like comes out of the ground, right? There's like a, it's like the satellite from Akira. If anyone's yeah, seen that, where it's just they just launch a satellite from space and it just comes down and is like it's going to annihilate the whole island. Yeah, I mean that's his grand plan is kill everybody. Was it just the island he was going to kill then? He wanted to kill the carbons, the people. Yeah. On the whole world, or just the island? The island. Okay. That seems kind of odd. Which really does bring up questions regarding this version of Mega Man. Is it is is he a robot or a boy? Because, you know, spoilers for the second one, but you see him without his armor on. So is he a carbon, or is he a robot? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably isn't a better answer, but... I mean, I think... It, it, knows. Hey, we can ask him. I'll, I'll send him a tweet, see what happens. I mean, maybe Mega Man Legends 3 would have covered that. Who knows? Probably. Uh, I, I, another thing I thought that was very interesting was after you beat the boss, you can go run around the town and talk to everybody and see how they're doing before yep. you leave. Oh, yeah, that's not that. You can still do side quests. and. Oh, yeah. If you care. Within reason. You can't go everywhere. No. Oh you, can't, oh, you can't do everything again? You can't go beyond downtown, I believe. Okay. I just got oh, on the ship and got the credits. Does that trigger the ending? Oh, if you go beyond downtown, it rolls just like, Mega Man, we gotta go. Oh, okay. Well, I just realized now, because I'm watching a video, there's another cutscene at the end of the credits where the tr- where the Tron's got the mother load crystal. Yep. Okay, I didn't see that, because I turned off the game. And like, oh, we... Tron managed to put all our scraps together and make another boat. And it's slowly sinking, but they'll make it to the next island. Believe you them. <laughs> They're in number two, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I want to play two now. <laughs> Two is better in almost every single way. Hey, two has a trivia quiz. Hey, I have a bunch of trivia questions to get like a sword or something, if I remember correctly. Like a hundred questions. I need to. I need to get. I own. I own Tron Bonnet. Oh boy, you, that's a pretty penny to invest in again. 
I I had two in Tronbon at some point. I sold them because I needed the money, but I want to get them again. But they are expensive. They are really yes, expensive. Sure. You can buy them. You might want to hurry on that one, though. I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the time of this recording is um, late March. We had heard that there's a good chance of PSP, PS Vita, and PS3 Store going down at some point. So that's why we're making, yeah. making that comment. That's also probably worth a whole episode of digital rights and what yeah. have you. It's it's funny that like in play, in North America that we only got the PS One Classic version in North America for Legends. I think Legends Two and Tronbon. No, we did get them. No, but we're the only ones who got them. Oh, it didn't come out other places. Not a uh, PSN. Okay, that's probably because of the right issue. Because I know part of the issue, part of the problem why they they didn't bring this game out right away. There's a, there's rights issues with this game because you know it was a good idea that somebody thought at that time to put. Oh God, what they have? there's a there's a vending machine that has a real life um, like pop soda drink in Japan, and there's also a gym that used the logo for the gym in this game too. And that no, was a big reason why they couldn't do it at first. I didn't know that. I, I think, think there's also you, something about uh, one of the voice actors being in prison or something. Huh. Okay. I think the voice actor for Teasel did some bad stuff. Yeah. The, the Japanese voice actor? The American voice actor. Hmm. Now you have me curious to Google. Now, I got it from Did You Know. I was watching one of their videos about this game. They mentioned that's why one reason why it never got re-released for a right. long time. I remember those were the two big theories like back in the day when they were not on the store. Well, licensing is such a... I think games have gotten better about it now. They don't put stupid little ads in like that because they're going to pay for it. You know, you can't re-release it. But at this time, nobody was thinking about re-releasing something. I mean, yeah, but I will say I'm I'm a huge sucker for, like, signs in games. And this is one of the few of that era that has good signs. <laughs> like, if you go to, like, if you watch, like, Dreamcast games like Illbleed or Blue Stinger, like, those signs are amazing. They have so much detail and design and they're easily readable. Hey, Mike, we got another top 10 there. Top 10 signs in gaming. <laughs> okay. Well, like, you can see, like, the, like, there's that, there's that little sign near the flutter when you crash land that's, like, to town. Yeah. And it's, like, handwritten and everything. It looks kind of crappy. Yes. It's stuff like that, I just, I just really enjoy. Because that means someone took their time and, like, made sure you could read that. Unlike, you know, like a Zelda game where it's just random squares and whatnot. Oh, does the morality meter do anything, though, if you're all black? No. Yeah, it's okay. just cosmetic. I think in two, there's like a black market that if your karma is low enough, you can buy from it. Okay. It, it looks cool. I just watched a video of Black Mega Man. I'm like, well, that is cool in the black suit. The effect is really weird. Like, it doesn't look normal. Like, it looks like they fussed with something to make it work easy. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a little odd, but it's cool that it's there. Yeah, absolutely. That you, I never would have saw it. So, I think the only last thing we still didn't mention is we haven't talked about. There's a bunch of side quests in this game. I didn't do any of them, but I know that they're. Mike, you had mentioned before there's a, like a really powerful weapon you get. Yeah, the shining laser. You have to completely restore the museum and do all the TV show mini games to make the, to get the parts that Roll needs to make the shining laser, which is overpowered once you max it out. Okay, I was curious to do it, but I just I didn't care enough. But it, it well, it's cool that it's there. And we touched on the, you know, the robbery where you can keep the 200,000 zenny. <laughs> that's also cool that that's there. And I think there's, there's, I think there's some other ones too, but I, there's something about, I had a guide pulled up. It's something about a helping a pregnant lady or something. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw that now. And I don't recall that one. I have not, I have not, I think you talked to her at the end. You, you do talk to her at the end for sure. 
Because I, I remember talking to her. Whatever that. Like, I just remember being like, oh, there's a pregnant lady in the game. Interesting. I, I don't know. I just had no interest in doing any of the side quests. I just didn't care, especially when I, I was probably worried I had to fix up a lot of things in my town, which would cost me money I didn't have. So I'm like, eh, I don't care. I really liked helping the kids build their hideout. That was one I always do. Oh, I forgot about that one, too. Like I said, I have my route through this game. And I just kind of did it. <laughs> I mean, there were some I was very close to, but I just didn't do. So like I, was, I, was, I had the Super Replay on sometimes in the background, so I did a couple things from that, like the, the artist, you need talent thing. But <laughs> I have never seen that Super Replay, but I know that when I asked for questions, which I'm about to read shortly, a lot of people were bringing that up. Uh, that Super Replay irks me, but I just I don't think they were you know playing the game the way it was meant to be played. No, but it's a fun it's a fun watch. Oh, it's a really fun watch, and it's hysterical at certain points. But yeah, episode three and six are the best. Yes, <laughs> I have done no with idea. the dance stamp. Yeah, uh, the dance stamp introduction, a classic. I miss Dan <laughs> being on Game Informer. He's a great follow on Twitch. That's good for him though. I mean, he has a good personality for that. I, I do miss that the the band is broken up to a significant degree. Yeah, I, I, I remember watching replay at first, but it's been a very long time. I fell off of it. Oh, oh, all right. Is- any questions or anything you want to say before we go to questions, comments, or memories? I do have one thing I want to I pause it. I think this game is one of the best of the generation That's... of the PS1. Like, going back to it, it holds up the best. Yes. Yep. It is up there with Ocarina of Time. It's up there with Metal Gear Solid. Well, especially on the PlayStation, there's so many games that are just, like, almost downright unplayable now. Uh, but Mega Man Legends, you can pick up and within, you know, 10 minutes, it's nothing's really a problem anymore. Yeah, it is one yeah. of the rare games that somehow made it and still somehow looks good. I would also argue that the original voice actor for Mega Man is the better one. They changed voice actors of the series. Yeah, Legends 2, it's like a, I think it's a girl playing Mega Man because the original voice actor was a 12 year old boy. So he got older. Oh. <laughs> OK. Oh, and IGN does not agree with you. Mega Man Legends does not show up in their top 25. Well, they're wrong. Yeah, they I, really are. It's IGN, so I agree with you. But I think they have a... I, I was reading a list of, like, Mega Man Legends was, like, one of the worst 3D adaptations of a series. It's, good it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's just not. It's it's That's the same sort of argument that people make who never played Wind Waker. They just saw that it was cel-shaded and decided they were going to hate it. Oh, Mega Man Legends 2 is on here, just not the first one. Number 21 for them is Mega Man Legends 2. Well, I mean, Mega Man Legends 2 does look better. It is the it is probably the better game. I've not played it. But I think for as basic as this one is, and is as directed as it is, I think that's the important thing, too, is that it is open world, but it's also very directed. And so you don't get a lot of opportunity to be really lost and, like, get frustrated with it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty... It does kind of tell you what to, where to go and what to do. I mean, it's a little... You know, you have a map, so... Like, Ocarina of Time, is good, as good as it still is, it has some bloat now, you can tell, and some things that's kind of, like, hard to parse and get through. Yeah, well, and it also has a lot of sort of inflated playtime by like, oh, I have to run through Hyrule Field again. Right. Oh, I have to I have to become, you know, young again. Where this has the it has the fast travel system, it has everything you need to utilize your time effectively. Well, this will be something to be on the internet, the fact that you guys were saying Mega Man Legends was a better game than Ocarina of Time. That should be the, <laughs> like should be the take on this episode. Historically, it is. Like, <laughs> in, in pure, like, nostalgia aside, pure, like, looking back, it kind of is. I would agree. Okay. I just played, I just played uh, Ocarina of Time not that long ago for the show, but I can't 
I still like that game better, but this is a good game. All right, I'm going to go on to questions, memories, or comments. I actually got a, I got a lot. I'm not going to read all of them because I don't want to, but I'm going to read at least some from every group that I got. And we're going to start with, like I normally do, the, um, I watched the entire Orbital Super Replay group. And first question from guests on the show, Dominic, Dominic C. Uh, important question. Do you spell this version Mega Man or Mega Man? With a space or without a space? Yes. Oh, I, I suppose I always, so I don't do a space, but I do two capital M's. See, that is the way it was originally done. Mm-hmm. The same as Mega Man. Yeah. The title has a space in it. I do it with a little hyphen for Mega Man. No, I, I, I always did it with the without a space, but like no one agrees anymore. It is just spaced out. I think the hyphen is the right way to do it. That's the way I always spell it whenever I write in anything. Well, yeah, I mean, like if you go to, you know, type in Mega Man, it usually wants to correct you to, well, like the Wikipedia is Mega Space Man. Yeah. So is... When you look at megaman.capcom.com, it's Mega Space Man, but I always did Mega Man with two capital M's in a space. That's how they have it on here, too. Yeah, I think normally it is with the space, but this version specifically was not. Because they gave him a last name. In right. Japan, his name's just Rock, so they're like, well, it's Mega Man here, so his first name's just Mega Man. Right. Okay. Or because he's Mega Man Volnut, too. Uh huh. I'm asking those very important questions. All right. Next one from Memory from David Lewis. I had this in the form of Mega Man 64. I didn't know what I was getting into, but I liked Mega Man and wanted more games with him in it, so I saw this and my uncle got it for me. I was kind of thrown off with being more of an adventure game, and he didn't even have the helmet at first. But the, but the more my friends and I played, the more I became a fan. I remember it after beating the game, i just fight the final boss for fun over and over. Not sure why, but it was satisfying. I'm not sure why either, sir. I got yeah. it. Well, I'm, it's a really difficult boss fight, so I, you know, I guess there's like a serotonin rush that you get every time yeah. you beat him. I guess. I mean, I don't have that, unfortunately. I just cheat, but I can see that. I just how I play games now. I just cheat and win it. If the game lets me, I'm going to cheat. And from friend of the show, Manuel Rodriguez, my only memory of this game was renting it once as a kid and never getting past the initial area. I've never gone back to it since, but I will be doing an episode of First Strike on it soon. Insert channel plug here, Mike. I did. I, I said what you said. Is that what you wanted, sir? It's Commander Lionheart on, on Twitch and YouTube for those that want to follow him. Uh, and he's been on the show a few times. He'll be on the show in a couple of weeks. Actually, he's coming back on again. That's and so from uh, Danny Palacio, make sure you guys talk about when Tim Tree sold all his stuff in the Super Replay, which we did. <laughs> did he have to restart after he did that? or No, he nope. bought it back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he, did, he just went and uh, like, did the whole uh, on the way down to the final boss, and there's you get tons of money along that route. Yeah. Oh, is it later than he sold all his stuff then? It was like end game. Oh, okay. All right. And this one from Bernard a, I love this game. It's one of my first tastes of what an open world could be. I spent countless hours just running around town, skating, messing up with vending machines and talking to people. I still have the town theme stuck in my head to this day. Okay. Apple market theme is a bop. Uh, here's one that you guys will know better. I don't, you can maybe explain more for me from Nick Ludeman. I rented the N64, N64 version as a kid and probably didn't even get past the tank boss. Yeah. I, mean, I had a hard time to do. I do remember exploring the world and doing random stuff like the bank robbery side quests. I have way better memories of watching the super replay and being there for the birth of the dance stamp among any, many other great conversation and gameplay moment. I, what is the dance stamp anyway? From super from game Informer super replay. Whoa. Now <laughs> I, again, I fell off pretty. I don't, I never watched. It. I never even finished your Blizzard replay. You know, I don't even want to spoil it for you. I think you should just go back and watch those episodes. I can, I can give you a secret. It's not going to happen, but okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like it's like if I just yelled out Dominic Stamp, and then something just happened. It, it was a way to make Ben Hansen really upset because it was a lot of editing. But Dan would just, you know, is like the Dan Stamp seal of approval, and he yelled Dan Stamp, and 
graphic would come up on the screen and it was just a picture of Dan with like four thumbs up. But it evolved into like, can one person yell Dan? Can another person yell stamp? And then and then it gets really weird with like Dan's long hair on Tim Turry's face and you know, can stamp and stamp camp and it, All the it just ways you can say it. Yeah. It gets really out of control. It's actually okay. if people who haven't checked out Dan's Twitch, you can go to Dan's Twitch and I think it's it's either for a donation or for bits, uh, but uh you will get a Dan stamp on the Twitch stream. <laughs> The amount of work Ben Hansen put into Super Replays back then is really, like, under undersung. Mm-hmm. He put a lot of work into, like, all the little extras and music videos and dance stamps. Because yeah, video, edit, video, edit, editing video is not easy, I'm pretty sure. No, it's not. No. I edit audio all the time, and that's not too bad, but I can't imagine doing video yet. Well, especially back then, it sounds like GI's setup was pretty basic when it came to, like, capture and editing, and, the, and they weren't really doing a whole lot of video stuff. And they were still using, like, uh, DAT tapes or something. Or, yeah. like, uh, actual analog tapes. Recording. Oh, it wasn't even, like, digital stuff? No. Not at first. It was like, yeah, it was, like, an actual, like, tape that they'd have to swap out if they went longer than an hour. Okay, that that could be really tough, then, the video edit, I'm assuming. Because, like, the, the part of the drama with the Super Mario Bros. 3 Super Replay was uh, having to run out of time when they're in, like, the last world and, like, about to die. Oh, that, that first Mario Party replay where everyone just wanted to get out of that room and then... Dan had to leave to go swap out tapes and come back for another half an hour of Mario Party. <laughs> I I enjoyed some of them. I just I just fell off for some reason. I mean, a, a lot of it is easy to edit. You just got to make sure the audio and the video sync and you know everything works. Yeah, like, at some point I want to do on the show. I've thought about it, but it hasn't happened yet. But the amount of extra stuff is just phenomenal. Yeah, that I won't be doing that when I eventually go video. <laughs> more work than i'm ever gonna put in this all yeah, right you say, you say that now yeah <laughs> i've thought about it it does not cross my mind many times but all right from the official laser time community um i got one from philip palumbo kick the can something as simple as a can that little mall area really made me appreciate the game as a whole i wouldn't experience a big open world ish game until much later but at, but at the time this felt like it was so few npcs the world felt lived in enough to encourage a fun look around side or note replaying this emulated and upscale looks amazing shell shaded don't crack not wrong. No, it, it, yeah, we've, we've talked about it, but this game still just looks really good when a lot of other PlayStation one games from that era do not. Uh-huh. And from all the only other question I got from this group from Luke Beatty, I wanted that game for so long when I was at a kid, when I was a kid, one time my mom took me to Toys R Us to get a game, but one that was on the cheaper side of things. I remember begging her for it. But since the game is still like $50, she wouldn't get it. She suggested Mega Man 8, but a 2D game seemed like a much worse alternative to me at the time. I ended up getting Parappa the Rapper instead for like 10 bucks, which is a game I still love to this day. When I eventually did get the cheaper, greatest hits version of Legends way later, I definitely liked it, but it's one of those games where you can easily have no idea where to go next, at least if you're a kid. I end up, I end up giving up and have much fonder feelings of this game I got instead of it for the first time. <laughs> Imagine having the problem of like, do I want Mega Man 8 or Mega Man Legends? How is Mega Man... Mike, you're a fan of Mega Man 8, right? Yep. I don't even I don't I know nothing about that game. Jump jump sled sled. Yep. When we find those energy emissions, we'll find <laughs> yeah. Dr. Wally. Is that the one with the terrible voice acting? Uh-huh. At least on That's a good question, line. Mega Man. <laughs> uh, I I really need to play more of the Mega Man series. I just have not that's another one I've never gotten around to. It's perfect for your series. Don't it's also really the games are really uh digestible. Like you can just sit down and, and do huge chunks of them in just like an hour. Yeah, we, we've talked about doing more of the Mega Man games, like the NES one does minis, and then doing, I think, you want to do 7-8 as a regular episode, right, Mike? Uh-huh. 
Okay, so that's our plan eventually. We... The thing about Mega Man, looking back, is that there are a ton of games, but like, as among like all the big franchises out there, it's probably one of the most diverse series you can come up with. Hey, there's a racing game I really want to play. There's Mega Man Soccer. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. Mega Man Soccer is, is deceptively a lot of fun. Battle Network's really good. <laughs> I hate Mega Man Soccer. I bought it when I was a kid, and I was very upset. I mean, imagine the idea of like Mega Man 64 came out here in 2001, and, ba- and Battle Network came out in 2001. So if you were a Nintendo kid, you had a great 2001. <laughs> All right. And then I also did ask in a Mega Man group, I got a lot of comments. Like I got, I'm not reading all of them. Of course I can't, but God, I want to say thank you. Mega Man fans are really, you know, <laughs> saying lots of things on this, on this, about this game. So I'll start with a couple. Chris Smith. PS1 is better, in my opinion, because I asked what people like 64 at PS1. It, it is a great game that takes a different view of Mega Man. He feels like he is much weaker because he uses more conventional weapons usually, but he has more mobility in the end, and there's a lot to love about this game. Okay, here's a good one. Miguel Torres. I have a fun, funny story about it. I played this game many years ago when I was a child on my modded PS1. Recently, I found out the original game on a second-hand shop, and I didn't hesitate to get it. I played it in my never-modded PS2 Slim, but I was unable to save the game because this version of PS2 doesn't read bootleg PS1 memory cards. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny. Uh, and then from Paco Hernandez, how'd you play it? I think, well, we all said earlier how we did play it, though. PS1 mostly, and I think 64 for one of us. I will say there is a PC version that apparently came out after the 64 version that's apparently super trash. This can't, Wow, I'm surprised it got released on PC. 2001 PC, so not anywhere digitally. <laughs> it's just a disc, yeah. I'm sure. I wonder... I wonder if that has anything to do with... I can't imagine that the quality of, like, controllers that you could use on a PC in 2001 was all that great. Yeah, I mean, if the 64 port was not handled super well, I can imagine just, like, dropping it on a PC and just calling it good. Yeah, they might have not even cared. Just get whatever they could out of it. Right. Because, like, if the game wasn't doing great for them. Because Wikipedia has the game ranking scores, because PS1 is, like, a 73... Uh, N64 is a 63-64%, and the PC version's at a 33%. That's awful. Damn, that is good. All right, from Zufu, loved this game, felt more of an RPG than a platform. Okay, that, that is true. All right, let's see. Oh, here's here's one from Joe DeMarco. One of my favorite Mega Man games and definitely needs a reboot. Of all Mega Man games I, I've ever played, this one has the most time spent into it by far. And my 30s and grew up with Mega Man 2 being the best newest game. A lot of time in this game finding everything, upgrading the laser weapon, which I never did. Amazing concept of finding parts to custom build weapons with the size of video games now. This game has so much potential for a remake. A full-blown Mega Man RPG. Well, there is Command Mission, which I never played. I wonder if we'll ever get a continuation of the Legends series. We were supposed to. I know. <laughs> it was, yeah. So was Legend 3 actually supposed to be made? Like, they were actually working on it? Oh, they, they, were, they were, yeah, they were, like, full-on in development. There was a huge thing where fans were contributing artwork and like voting on designs, and it was really opening up the process to so the fans could see how it was going. There was supposed to be like a 3DS demo that was supposed to happen. It really would have made the 3DS, I think, even better had it come out, but then they just canceled it. I wonder why they canceled it. Well, that was when they canceled like three Mega Man projects at once, and then KG and they left Capcom. So oh, that probably has a lot to do with it then. That's too bad. Maybe, hopefully, someday they'll go back to it. There's definitely a, a fan base for it. I do wonder how much of it is there just sitting on a hard drive somewhere. Like, what percentage of the game? Yeah. I also, like, that was, like, if you were a Capcom fan 10 years ago, you had a lot of reason to be angry at their decisions. Yeah. They canceled Mega Man Universe around the same time, too. Yep. If you were an Ace Attorney fan, they stopped making uh, Ace Attorney games on cartridges and didn't localize half of them and all this stuff. And 
that was back when Resident Evil Mercenaries was on 3DS, and it's like, this is just that multiplayer mode from one of the other games. Why is this four. a full game? I think it yeah. was four, right? Or was it five? Yeah, it doesn't matter. There was a lot of backlash at that time. And I'm reading now, I guess Inafune even offered, after he left Capcom, offered with his own team to make Mega Man Legends 3 because he wanted to so badly, but Capcom has never gave in. And then he made My Number 9 and just destroyed his <laughs> entire career. <laughs> yeah. Was that the last game he made? Well, he was going to make the Solar Ash, which was the Legends version, but Mighty Number no. Nine, and then that didn't happen because oh. Mighty Number no. Nine tanks so hard. I have Mighty Number no. Nine. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Looks like I heard nothing but bad things about it. All right, I have a few more to read from Leland Queen, one of my all-time favorite. The controls are super dated and weren't that great back then. Eh, I disagree. But the story, graphics, characters, enemies, etc., all these pieces create an unforgettable experience for my young mind. My mom used to allow my older brother and I an hour each in the PS1 a day. He was better at video games, so I would let him use my hours so we could get further in the story. <laughs> I like that. That's That has to be one of the best brotherly relationships I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, they're all playing <laughs> Legends. Like, listen, I'll sacrifice my time to you. <laughs> you gotta play my game. <laughs> Uh, and from Carlos Villarreal, my daughter and I play this game most nights lately. It has a great concept and storyline. The gameplay has me trying to figure out the enemy's fighting patterns, like in the 2D platform. It takes me back, and now I have a new fan in the making. All right. I, I think this would be a really good game. Like, if you, you know, if you have a kid who's, you know, five or six, and you sort of want to introduce them to this era of gaming, this would be a really good game to show them. All right, and I'm yeah. going to read two more from Theodore. I loved it, though I had the N64 version. And last one from Travis Whalen in my top 10 list of favorite games of all time, PS1 version. All right. I'm glad people really, I'm, a lot of people really like this game. A few people called it janky and complained about the controls, which, yeah, they're okay. They're not. I played worse. I played a lot worse. This wasn't that bad. As long as you get past the fact that it's a different kind of Mega Man, I think it's fine. Like, it's it's great. Yeah, it it, it holds up fine. Had, right. it been, had it been, like, reskinned as is like a, a whole new game with a different character that isn't Mega Man. I think it would be looked at completely different, but the fact that they took Mega Man and put him in a completely different environment than everyone was used to I mean is what if, is what made it so divisive. Like looking back at the era it came out, I think the only uh, other game you really have to compare it to is Tail Concerto. As what? far as like being third third person action, really bright, colorful. Because that's a CyberConnect 2 game. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's 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 another game that was from back then of like really bright and colorful using uh, the hardware to make something that was more stylistic versus like how a lot of those PS1 games look now. Oh, okay. now now I look it up. I see. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this game now. What's it called? Tail Concerto with the weird floppy arms. Did yeah. it not come to America? It did. It did. Oh. It did. Tail Concerto. Yeah, Cybercat Two is more famous now for like Osiris Wrath, but Tail Concerto was their first game. Oh, I never heard of this before. And a sequel on DS or a, a spiritual successor called Solo Tarobo, mm-hmm. which I was not a fan of, but Tail Concerto is at least interesting. Huh, you have my attention. I've never even heard of this before, but the cover looks looks odd, but okay. I see what you mean. This does look really. I might have to try this someday. I t- I'm looking at a video now, and I totally forgot about the wacky animations of your character. I'm going to definitely have to check this out. All right, I think we should go to Shelf Stack Orba. And I'll go first. Uh, this is my first time ever playing this game. I mean, fully playing it and the anxiety I had over it and finally conquering that fear and conquering the stupid anxiety over it, over boss fights, especially when I had safe states abilities. I, but I had a great time. I really enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself being in this world. I, did, I was having fun. I didn't really want to stop playing. I, I thought about going for the laser, but there was no point and I was running out of time because it was time to get on to the next game. So I just stopped because I could, but 
it's a really good game. It still held up to me. I didn't have a problem with it. It, it sure, it's a little janky, but it, it played fine for me when I updated the controller. So it's going on the shelf. I'm really glad that I finally got this knocked off my backlog, and it only took me 20 years. <laughs> How about you, Mike? Uh, it's going on the shelf, of course. It's still one I play probably once every couple of years. The way the graphics are, the way they went for a, a specific style instead of the hyper-realistic makes it age super well. It's funny you guys brought up Fear Effect earlier because they both <laughs> did something similar. It's like they put textures over top of the face models or something to make the characters more expressive mm-hmm. than like Resident Evil or something where it's just their face without moving mouth or anything. So uh, Fear Effect did not age well. Yeah, it's fine. The gameplay is garbage, but the graphics yes. are nice. But yeah, it's fun to go through the dungeons and find items to make new weapons and whatnot. It's a dungeon crawler at heart. Oh, that's a good way to put it. I didn't think about that. Okay. How about you, Dominic? I mean, for me, if I look back, this is probably when I rented it, the first <laughs> Mega Man game I ever played, realistically, the 64 version. And so I own both game, both versions of the game happily. It, it, like I was saying before, it is probably one of the best games of the generation that holds up. You know, it is absolutely on the shelf. Okay. And Matt? Yeah, I think you and I talked about this, but this is not only one of my favorite games ever, but it's it's one of my favorite series ever because uh, just how much it impacted me when I first rented it. Because, you know, I played this before I played Ocarina of Time and, and everything. And, and this game was just so addicting and so much fun and uh, such an introduction to me for like dungeon crawlers and RPG elements. Uh, this one definitely goes on the shelf. All right. That's what I expected out of all four of us. Since the reason that Matt and Dominic are even here is because I, I lost, unfortunately, guess that was going to be on this episode. I had to back out because of work. And then I was like, I need someone to talk about making it. They're like, we love this game. So that's how they both ended up here. Yeah, it's better fit for me than 13. I'll say that. Yeah, well, 13's a garbage game. Nobody. <laughs> also, Cell Shaded. It looks cool. But when you have a game that's mostly a stealth game and you have boss fights that are tanks that for no re- that, that just tank damage, yeah, it doesn't fall for a good game. But I already talked about that for over an hour. <laughs> I haven't played in 10 years, so I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> go check out that episode it's good and that brings us to the end and uh dominic you want to give a shout out to your podcast yeah uh we're on youtube it's called dissonant waves uh just three of us did listen to different music albums every week check us out and i forgot i should introduce what we're talking about next week before we go to plugs we're talking about uh, batman arkham city next week so we're finally going to tackle the second game in the arkham series quite a shift from Mega Man legends to arkham city yeah because there's no when i put these together it's not based on uh like if they fit, the, it's just based on length of the game and what is going to be hard for us to play next or stuff like that. And whoever is available to do what? Yeah, kind of. That comes as a second part. Mm-hmm. I do the schedule. Sometimes it does rotate depending on what people's schedule. I will rotate stuff, but usually tend to be just the length of the game so we don't play a long game after a long game and get irritated. Right. That makes sense. So. And, and Matt, do you want to give a shot? You said you had a Twitch channel? Yeah, I'm actually in the process of rebooting it Uh because uh, I got hooked up with an artist from, I think a lot of us probably know Zach Pliggy, mm-hmm. but he uh, got me in touch with an artist. And so I'm sort of, the Twitch channel's on hiatus while I put everything back together with my own custom art for it. Uh, but you can find me on Twitch. It's uh, Meza, M-E-Z-Z-A-503. And there will be a link in the show notes once you send me it. So I'll oh. put it in the show notes when I publish this in a week. <laughs> All right. And that goes to my plugs. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, we have covered other Mega Man episodes throughout the throughout the show. We did Mega Man 3 as our mini number 10. I'm pretty sure it just came out not too long ago. So definitely go check that out if you like Mega Man. We also did the Mega Man Powered Up mini number 6. 
really, really good Mega Man game. Good episode, too. Check that out. Mega Man X2, episode 99. And once my thing loads, I can give you more information. Nope, it's not. Okay. Well, I, know we, I know we did Mega Man X. I don't remember what episode that is. My It's like low 80s, I think. And Mega Man X is episode 85. Mega Man Let the Games Begin. The comic is comic 18. We covered the first comic. Or something. So, and Mega Man One and Two is is uh, episode twenty five, long time ago. So, if you need more Mega Man, there's Mega Man. Also, want to give a, also want to say we have started a Patreon. It only took me two years, but I finally created a Patreon. I'm not sure what we're doing yet with it, but if you want to support us, there will be a link in the show notes starting now with a Patreon. I will be adding stuff. I know I want to add a poll, but we'll. I still got to figure out with Mike and figure out what we're going to do, but it exists. So if you want to give us money, we will accept your, we will accept your money. <laughs> Is it just games my mom found on Patreon? Oh, I think so, yeah. I can't really remember. I just, I'm Googling that right now, and I can't find it. <laughs> okay, I don't. maybe it's not completely activated, but it will be by the time you hear this, hopefully. Uh, you, probably wanna, you probably want to Google this first just so you can see what I'm seeing. Okay. Uh, just just you Google games my mom found Patreon for yourself. <laughs> okay. Did I find stuff I don't want to find? You might. <laughs> Let's see what comes up. Oh, I see. Adult games. Okay. It does exist. No one's, so don't Google it. Just follow the link in the show notes. Because I don't create naughty games. Because I don't know how to create games in the first place. That's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, it should be up. It just, uh, I don't have any because I haven't officially told anybody about it yet. This is the first time on the air that we're mentioning, even mentioning it. So that could be why it doesn't have anything. Like there's a long time after game my mom was created before it even showed up in Google. You, take, you have to make put out enough content or stuff to get Google to start finding you. So that could be part of it. That's kind of funny. <laughs> An ongoing joke now, I think. I used to have a podcast that was pretty successful uh, seven or eight years ago, and I went looking for it, and there's so many podcasts now called The Happy Hour that it's just that. impossible to find mine. That's sad. I'm sorry. It happens. There's the internet, too, when things go away. All right, and I want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Sony from CP Bite the Bullet. Song is the Cool Kid Squad, so definitely go check him out. And if you enjoyed this episode, please listen to our other episodes. We cover games, comics. We're going to the we cover film. We're going to the MCU, and we just released Doctor Strange somewhere. Doctor Strange came out that so long ago. Check that out. I can't remember what's coming out next the time you're hearing this. But oh wait, is, isn't Guardians Galaxy two the one after Doctor Strange, Mike? Do you remember? Uh, I think so. Oh, I believe so. If you want to hear me bitch, listen to that episode. <laughs> if you want to hear me bitch for two hours, that's the episode to listen to. Uh, so definitely check that out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We are on YouTube, so find us there. Because we need more subscribers, even though I have over 100, so only give me that custom URL for some reason. So please follow us on there. And that about wraps up everything I think I need to say. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.